Hey, 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 hey! Good morning, America! They could be having their afternoon tea for all you know. With a pinky like this. Top of the morning to ya. Yeah, why don't you tell them what this podcast is all about, weirdo? Okay, sorry. Okay, our podcast. This podcast, hosted by Jonathan Hayashi and Brandon Boltner, Ordinary Radical Podcast is discipleship, biblical living, featuring conversation Q&As concerning the wide variety of topics, help you as grow disciples of local church through leadership, discipleship, and mission. Drop the mic. Bam. Boom. And we want you to know this is our first time ever to record through the power of the interweb. And so uh, right now I'm in St. Louis and Jonathan's in Kansas City area. And so we are recording in a new way. Man, do I sound like a robot? Hello, this is Jonathan. A little bit. (laughs) I guess not because I was trying, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're also doing videos, so... You know, just kind of give it a try and see how it sounds, but let us know, you know, what your comments and stuff like that. Maybe we can improve a few things here. So anyway, hey, the video, you're obviously in a new place. What's going on? I am in my new church. So right now I'm at Dorset Village. Um, I'm more, I was hired, uh, about, I've only been here for like a little bit over a week. So there you go. It's pretty exciting. Great, man. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the lead pastor here, merging my church plant with this church, and it's a lot of work, but God has just been like crazy blessing us. You know. Remix. Remix. Yeah. Remix is the church plant. And from last episode, we talked like episode 21, the waiting game, and then now this. I mean, like seriously, my yeah, God's answering prayers, and I mean, so you preach your first sermon last Sunday, right? Your inaugural sermon. My inaugural sermon, yeah, I did preach last Sunday, and uh, you know, it was. I felt it was good. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to work on, but I'm excited about the future. Dude, I am so excited for you. So this is so weird. Like I moved, and I'm in Kansas City area, and then man, you're Maryland Heights, St. Louis, North Side. Well, kinda. And then you know, you're you're a yeah, Dorset and Remix like coming together. That's so cool. That's so awesome, man. The Yeah, so the heart of Remix is to bring families and, and people together, and the biggest Remix you could do is to bring two churches together. So <laughs> we're living out the mission. And our listeners are going to be praying for you, too. I do I do appreciate that. I'm so excited. Stoked for you. Well, how, how have you been, sir, in, in, in KC? Dude, it's been great, man. It's been like four months now. Just finished the Book of Philippians, and, you know, I'm in my new office, and, you know, I got my... I'm just kidding, but super cool. It was in my office, and I play around with that. You know, when people are in trouble, I just like 39 lashes, but with a hammer, like Thor. You know, hammer. I wish I had a radio voice like that. So everybody would listen to my podcast. They're like, "Oh my goodness, I want to listen to Jonathan's voice. So cool." Anyway, it's been great. Yeah. So going back, I finished my first sermon series in Philippians. It was 11 weeks, and now we're in Christmas Advent series. So. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and we have a topic we're going to talk about today. For those listening, this is one that uh, has come up for me just the other day. Actually, a few days ago. So let me give you okay. the scenario, and we'll hit the topic. Here's your scenario. I get a call. Um, in my new office, everything's new. Here's an, a woman, and she says she's behind on her rent, and... She's calling around churches to see if churches can help her. 
And so that's kind of where we're going to go. What do you do when people are coming and they're asking for money from the church? And what do you need to know? What do you need to have set in place? Um, because every single church will deal with this on a probably a monthly basis. Um, and yet people don't talk about it. Oh, man, that's like baptism by fire. The first time you're in the office, you get that phone call. And wow. So, yeah, that's that's baptism by fire for me as well as we think about it. I mean, like, have you ran into this in the past? I mean, you've been, you know, you have ministry on your belt and like, yeah. you know, but, but now both of us are, you know, senior lead pastor roles. We got to make decisions on behalf of our church. Like, so, you know, how'd you roll? How'd you go with that? Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you the first thing that you, your church is going to have to decide what y'all want to do and you're going to have to be comfortable with that. That's, that's, it may be totally different than what we do, but we do have a rule. Um, uh, we want to love people well, but we don't give out cash. Mm. Yeah. And we have that rule simply because if you give people cash, you don't know what they spend it on. Mm, that's smart. That's smart. But what do you do if they're like, well, I need cash right now because i got to pay. I don't really need money. I need, I need cash, you know, like that yeah. kind of conversation. Well, let, let's, let's, let's go to why we don't give out cash um, because that ties into what you're just saying. Um, I've, had, I've had drug addicts come to church that are, mm. and they're going to go spend it on drugs. And I can discern that and figure that out by the conversation that we have. Um, and so we want to be careful not to just give someone money that they're just going to, you know, go spend on an addiction or spend on their sin. Uh, and, and the church, it, it, we're accountable for that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a great book and a resource. We want to put this in the show notes. It's called When Helping Hurts. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, too, if we just think about like global mission as well, a lot of times you know, what Americans have done, I'm just saying Americans because, you know, we're, this podcast is here in the U.S., mm -hmm. right? Uh, but people have gone to mission trips and they give to certain things and they become a codependent relationship and it doesn't create flourishment and it actually just creates a habit that's unhealthy and not helpful. So when we're helping, we think we're helping, but we're actually hurting them. And I think that's the same for, you know, whether drug dealers or people even going to you know addiction of alcohol right and you know we don't really know their stories or their narrative mm -hmm. they may be twisting the source okay so for me i remember in chicago you know serving their inner city about you know six to seven years when i did my undergrad and seminary that's where i got ordained and that was huge i mean we were in the north side of chicago downtown inner city uptown you know and, and there would be a lot of phone calls and you know people would call and make you know, uh, try to receive money. And the, one of the first things we, we would ask is just, you know, oh, you know, we, we had some diagnostic questions to help us understand where people are coming from because you got to know asking the right question in order to know really where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so like one of the first things I think about Romans 13, you know, Romans 13, one, it says, you know, we are to submit to authorities, right? Mm -hmm. And then what we so often forget is that when we don't submit to authorities, based on that scripture, he says, God pours out his judgment. So one of the first things I do is, you know, I begin to ask her stories. So like I would ask, okay, so tell me about your family, right? So that's one diagnostic question. And then I start asking, okay, what about church, you know, church life? 
uh, tell me if you had a spiritual background. You know, it's a homeless people and soup kitchen ministry we did in women's shelter for people on the streets. And another question, you know, second question, third question asked, like, you know, tell me about a bit about your job history. Tell me about what are some things that happen. Mm-hmm. And then usually then I ask a question, you know, tell me, tell me about, you know, your involvement, you know, and, you know, how you got to the place you are. And, you know, I asked about authorities and so forth, courts. But usually what's interesting to me as I ask, you know, whether teenager gang, uh, gang related people or drug dealers in the background, four of the questions when I ask, one of the questions when I ask, tell me about your family background, they say, well, uh, my parents didn't want me to date this girl that I was in an unhealthy relationship. So I disobeyed and ran away from home. Okay. Well, tell me about your church life. Well, the church told me I couldn't have sex outside of covenant of marriage, you know, union between one, one man, one woman. So mm-hmm. I hated that. So I ran away from church. Okay. Well, tell me about uh, with, you know, your past background with authorities and so forth. Well, I got a, ticket because I was driving and I was you know drunk and they gave me a ticket so uh, I, I didn't have right well tell me about your job well I worked at McDonald's and they told me to wear ties I said I'm not going to wear a tie so they fired me mm-hmm. what literally happened that person have not only metaphorically but literally brought under the reign of God's judgment and they're homeless now because when we don't submit to governing authorities whether parental authority familiar authority ecclesiological authority, political authority, and other authorities, we are saying that I don't want your protection, God. I'm going to run under the judgment and face it. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason we got to be careful when we're giving uh, financial gifts or you know support and so forth. I think it's wise as where you're located, especially in inner city St. Louis. There's so many people who are in need, and that's where we need help. So, so that... Those are some diagnostic questions that we've asked that's been helpful to know where the people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we I have the same sort of questions. I usually ask about what church they attend because what you're looking at is is what people do you have around that could support you before you were to give a handout, right? Um, and probably, I would say high 90s percent, most of the people that call, they don't have a, they don't go to a church anywhere. They don't have any of that. And you know, um, and so w- what we see is that in their time of need, they, they're reaching out to the church for a handout, and that may not be the best thing that we can do for them. And I don't mean to sound like shallow. I don't mean to sound. I mean to sound just discerning. That may not be the best thing that we could do for them during that time. Um, let's go. Let's go bigger. Okay. I think that there are things that you can have in place before you have to even really enter that conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is you need to know in your city, if you're listening, Pastor, you need to let know in your city what's available to people. You know, mm-hmm. the same when someone comes to me for counseling, even though I have a degree in counseling, I don't feel like I should be doing long term uh, counseling for depression, anxiety, things like that. I want to turn some people over to a Christian counselor. So I want to have these people that I can turn them to. I want to like in our area, we have something called loaves and fishes. We've got different places um, for food, um, uh, for school supplies to stay if you're homeless. You need to know what you have available in your city. That's a that's a great point, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. You know, I don't. You know, obviously the church is. You know, as Ephesians three, you know, two three says. The local church, the church is uh, God's plan, the manifold wisdom to be made known through the church, right? Mm-hmm. 
and and yeah sure the church is the answer christ is the answer that we could give mm-hmm. but you know there are, there are resources out there that even parachurch organizations would help, specifically created to help in such as homeless shelters, ministries. So when I was up in Chicago, there was something called the Pacific Garden Mission. And there were many avenues of job trainings, opportunities, recovery, therapy, and so forth. And uh, they were there to support and help the ministry of the church. And, um, and it was pretty incredible the ministry of the programs they did. And uh, I think that's that's just wise to know, even like, you know, for instance, you talk about counseling ministry out there. You know, sure, yeah, churches can help and equip as much as possible in ways. But, you know, one of the things that the reality is the pastor and being a full-time, there's so much on the plate. Mm-hmm. So another thing I want to just kind of piggyback and talk about what you're talking about is also delegating some of these tasks to maybe your deacon ministry. So, you right. know, with our church, we have uh, called the Benevolence Fund and the Benevolence Committee, and uh, deacons serve in that capacity too. And I think Acts 5 talks about that, right? Mm-hmm. The elders were busy teaching the apostolic teaching of the Word of God, and then there was these widows and uh, needy people, and then we just you know, they didn't turn them away. They said, hey, deacons, what's the word diakonos, right? Uh, table servers. They came to help in the needs of those because you know, I think the struggle is for us really as pastors, Christians, is, well, I feel like I need to do something. I think mm-hmm. you're kind of right about that. I mean, you've heard us quoted, you know, uh, J chapter 127, undefiled, you know, pure religion, a blameless religion assists to visiting the orphans, taking care of the widows. So, we can't just say, hey, you know, our job is only to preach God's word on Sunday one hour. I mean, there's a ministry here that we want to extend. I think about one verse, uh, chapter in, you know, Matthew 25, I think, you know, it says, you know, Jesus divides the sheep and the goat. You know, he says, those who have five areas, you shelter the homeless, clothe the naked, uh, feed the hungry, visit those in prison, visit those who sick. He says, those you have done to them, you have done to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, those are the sheep and then the goat. In fact, in the context early in 25, he talks about the parable of the talents. So we are accountable <clears throat> how we use our time, talent, treasure. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the question is not foolishly using those talents. We're going to use our talents well for God's kingdom ministry. Um, but I think the important thing is that how do we use it wisely? And, and pastors can't do everything. So I think there needs to be a wise stewardship of also seeing the external, independent, you know, parachurch organization, whatever ministry that are out there, but also within the ministry who you can delegate these tasks. Yeah, and something that you said, uh, you said, you know, in Acts, talking about the widows, I think these are people even within the church when we're looking at the book of Acts. And so I think it's totally different if I get a call from a stranger from something that we don't know that's hard to follow that needs money versus someone in your own church who has a reputation and and you know has and they come to you and they say look we're just hurting in this area and so your church has to decide I, I think we all would lean towards helping the people of our church but you have to decide how you would do that like I know someone who asked the church for a loan and we said no our church, we don't give loans we, we're not gonna get into that business of giving out loans you know um, but we have helped many families and we're, we're we won't and, and still, we don't give out cash. We will pay your, uh, you know, we'll pay your, the, the whoever where you, whoever you pay your rent to. We've done that. We've paid that them directly. We go buy cards for food, Walmart cards, whatever, um, and to help people, right? So that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I think there's a helpful element that we can give to 
folks in the church, um, such as, you know, classes, so financial stewardship. And, financial freedom, yeah. You know, I think about, you know, uh, financial university with, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Ram- Dave Ramsey. And, you know, I think those are helpful things because a lot of times people just don't know and there's not a budget. If, if your church doesn't have a budget, I encourage you to think through, you know, how you're going to designate your monies and mm-hmm. just create every year just this amount of this budget from the general account or designated account for missions and so forth. Uh, and again, I'm not a financial guru. I mean, I didn't get a degree in that. My master was organizational leadership. So I took a few classes on that. But really, really protecting your church to say, this is the money that we're designating, we're helpful. And then if we need to, then you can get a church approval to certain monies to certain needs of the church or, you know, do a special love offering uh, for a certain family. I think those are right things to do, but those are where you really need discernment and wisdom. And I think there's certain people, you know, pray that God will, you know, give you people who are just good in those areas. You know, uh, pastors, you don't have to pretend you know it all. And I, I, we're not saying we know it all of finance. I mean, we're, we're really trying to use some biblical, scriptural, theological guidelines to help us. You know, how can we help people who are hurting? Because because we don't want to we don't want to help people in ways that are not helpful, right? So. Um, so I think I think those are but those are real daunting questions. But I think when you begin to think through these layers, I think uh, you know it could be some guidelines, and then that's where you know every situation context are different. Mm-hmm. Every culture is different. Urban setting is different from a suburban context. Suburban context is different from rural context. So yeah. that's where you just need people speaking in and looking into it. You know, yeah. that's what I was. Another thing that we haven't said is a lot of churches have some sort of food pantry or something like that. My church has that, and people are allowed to come up here and walk through the food pantry and grab what they need. Um, you know, so sometimes you provide for some of the basic necessities and the basic needs, but you say, "I'm not going to pay your car payment or whatever." You know, um, yeah. But every church is going to be different. Um, if, you, if you have more on this, I want to hear that. If you don't, then I have sort of a, a turnaround question that I want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, here's so here's my question, because. A lot of the time, the answer, I know, Pastor, you're listening, and and I'm sure, Pastor, you hurt just as much as I do whenever you have to say this, but a lot of the time, our answer is going to be no. We can't help you. You know, we, we, we're not connected to the person. We've discerned. We don't feel comfortable just giving out this money, um, or we don't even have it. We don't have, the, you know, in the benevolence fund, we don't have this money. So someone calls you, Pastor uh, Jonathan, and, you know, they say, I'm behind on my rent, and... You know the answer is going to be no. How do you tell them no? That's a good question. Yeah. Wow. You know, again, I think creating these kind of like pathways, process in place, rather than reactive, I think proactive ways of thinking that has to go certain layers, certain questions and Mm -hmm. Qualification requirements, almost. I think I think those are helpful guidelines to have, rather than just not being prepared. So, like you know, this podcast, maybe it's your first time listening, and just you know, maybe you've never heard this because you're just a layperson. You're just listening into this conversation. Um, that's that's something that's worth thinking about. Um, you know, but but just say you know we need to pray and think through. I think that's genuinely okay. I think I, that's my practice too in ministry, by the way. You know, if somebody try, tries to make, you know, ask me, Jonathan, I need a decision right now, I just say, I really need to pray and think about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, anything, anything that goes through. You know, I think time is always good to have in, in just behind you, just your time because 
because a lot of times when we make quick decisions, those are when we make poor decisions, mm. and it can have a lasting effect on the body and the people. Um, and there are times that you have to make quick decisions, but you know, I think people want to make you know close a deal and make a decision on a phone call, yep. and just say, you know, I need to talk to or leadership, you know, and just kind of get back because there are times that you need to really maybe quickly in the body that you need to make a decision on giving money. But a lot of times I just think when you don't have time to think and pray, you just make poor decisions. Uh, so I would just say, you know, just give me some time, uh, get back to you. Can I have your number? Um, contact or meet in person. You know, I think those are just good hedge of protection to have to, you know, to, to not give immediate answer. And even though you heard for the person, I think it's good to listen, mm-hmm. but then just say, let, let me just get back with you. Yeah. Um, what do you say? I th- and I think this is a style difference between you and I. One of the first things I say when someone calls is, I want you to know right now we don't give out cash. Um, I'm going to tell you that ahead of time before we ever talk about anything. We, I don't give out cash. I can lead, lead you to some resources, um, and and I'm happy to talk to you a little bit more. Uh, oftentimes, that, that pretty much ends our conversation. Because they do want cash and they do want it now, right? They mm-hmm. they need it now. They want it now. And so I, I, I'm more, I guess, maybe confrontational or more like let's rip the bandaid off because it already hurts. Let's go ahead and, and dive into this. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be honest with you um, because I worry that if I start talking to them about their family, start talking about all these different things, set up a meeting, then they're going to get their hopes up. And then whenever I say no, it's going to like, but, but you've already done this stuff. Like you really led me on. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. So to, to and part of that I do that too is because I want to have a gospel conversation with them. Sure. You know, I, I have families who are broken because you know, you know, FDS, you know, family department services step in, take away their children because there's drugs and incarceration stuff like that. But usually, I ask questions at the end if, if I know they they're not saved and there's no assurance of salvation. Usually, I end up reading with the gospel. So, you know, maybe yeah, I guess it's a different style, like you're saying. You know, it feels like people are lured in, mm-hmm. but there's a sense that you're listening. You know, you know what I'm saying? I want them to at least know that I'm a listening ear, you know. And and also I delegate some of these tasks to uh, folks in the church. And, you know, I, I already have a you know pretty uh, a wonderful deacon ministry of folks who are just ready to step in these roles and mm-hmm. in a finance team that, that, that can, you know, deal with that rather than me taking it up and running with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other option that, that I've seen in churches that could work, let's say you have someone that, that, that has need in your church and they have a good relationship to your church. You may have a role for them that could be a paid role. Like maybe you need someone to clean the church. Maybe you need something like that. So I've also seen in churches and been a part where we, we had that person basically earn the money. So yeah, we can get we can get you this. Uh, why don't we help each other out and we'll have you clean or, or do something... So, you know, there's some options out there, um, but it's it's definitely a hard subject, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it could be difficult, it could be confusing, and dealing with that, so, you know, I think, I think that's just important for us to remember that every situation is different, every context is different, so that's where we need to really have wisdom to, you know, deal with it and walk through with it. You know, so anyhow, I think I think those are good words. Yeah, and the more you prepare yourself, the better it's probably going to be, right? Just prepare yourself. This is coming. Same thing is true, like when I'm driving down the road and I see someone asking for money on the side of the road, 
and I have a little baggie in my car and it's filled with crackers and socks and a Bible tract and other things that I can hand them. I don't hand them money either usually. I give them a baggie or I'll give them a Bible. Um, you know, so you just prepare yourself for those things that are going to come to ministry. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not the most fun thing to talk about. Yeah. I, but I don't know about you. I, I experience it at least monthly, but usually more than monthly talking to someone on the, on this topic. So it's, it's very, it's very common. Yeah. 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 Especially, um, probably your area as well, mm -hmm. St. Louis and, you know, I'm more kind of suburban, the greater Kansas city area. So we run into it probably once a month, like you said, mm -hmm. but you know, we're, we're probably a bigger church as well. So, but usually what you find out that maybe not this, but I find out like even people who want to get married, same. you know, there, there's the same story. Mm -hmm. It's just like suddenly something happened. Nobody would officiate the wedding. Could you officiate the wedding? And usually in those times I have to say no, mm -hmm. because I don't know the people and, you know, and, uh, but they just want somebody to rubber stamp it, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, in the same way, we just, we just need wisdom there to help to navigate through uh, issues like that, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, in ministry, you know, there's always curveballs and, you know, he's just got to, I think with experience as well and dealing with that, you know, I think it helps us navigate through some of those things that we, we don't talk, you know, in Bible college or seminary. Yeah, well, it's been good talking to you, Pastor. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too, man. I'm here and there in St. Louis area with conferences and whatever. So. You're so popular. Everybody likes you. I know. Dude, I don't know about that. I, 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 wa I walked out of my uh, office over here, into my office, and I told uh, my administrator, um, I said, hey, I'm going to go have a meeting with Jonathan House. She goes, she goes, Jonathan? She was so excited. <laughs> well, because, you know, she's my agent sister from another mister, so. Oh, that's how yeah. it is? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we, we got this click, you know, going. So, anyhow, cool. Well, Tara said hi. I will do that. Uh, I guess that kind of wraps it up for us today. What do you think, man? Yeah, man. Thanks for listening again for the podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll do this monthly again. I know we kind of had a little hiccup, but 2021's coming. It's going to be good. We got great content and resources. And just excited for you, Pastor Brandon, Dr. Brandon Bogner, uh, for all the exciting things that the Lord's doing. And, man. Have a Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year, man. Merry Christmas to you, too. We'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. Yeah. Ciao.